Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated co-working spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month, allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. Thank you for joining me today. It is holiday season. We've got a lot going on. We're running our 2023 Design to Thrive workshop this week. I can't wait. My co-working startup school members are moving and grooving. We have a group that is starting their build out outside of Nashville. I have a member in Minneapolis who just signed her first two members and has lots of questions. If you have opened a space, you remember what those first few weeks of actually getting ready to open. She gets her certificate of occupancy this week and just trying to figure out all the things but she is super excited. We have some other folks that are still negotiating a lease and trying to wrap that up. Actually, we have a lot of folks negotiating leases right now because that is what takes the longest and can require the most support, making sure you have the right deal and are asking for the right things and and all of that. So lots happening. If you're thinking about opening a space in 2023, we'd love to have you join us in the Coworking Startup School group. Today's guest is Gina Schreck, and I have known of Gina for quite a while, but have not really gotten to know her. She was in our Creative Coworking Partnerships course, which is around management agreements and other creative deal structures because she's looking to expand on her fabulous business that she's built, even though she opened in March 2020, one of those stories. And she was at the GWA conference this year. We get to maybe do a little dancing at the 70s party, but that's about about it. I remember she had some really great fringe on her outfit. So I asked Gina if she'd sit down and tell me a little bit more about herself and if we could hit record while we did that. And speaking of which, Gina and her daughter, her daughter helped her run the business. They have their own podcast, which I think is super cool. And Gina has one of those backgrounds that I think points really well to success in co-working. You never know, but She has been an entrepreneur for a long time. She started her first business at the age of 23. She ran a marketing agency for 26 years. She loves hosting events. So I think her marketing background and her passion for events really help her attract her customers and also grow a really strong community. She's really proud of the community that they've built at the Village Workspace. And they have 11,000 square feet with 30 offices. You know, I love that density. That is a great business model. And she is full. And her space is beautiful. You can see the images on the website. Another one of those spaces that I would love to be a member of. And Gina is looking to grow. So I know that you guys listening love a good operator story and just kind of love the behind the scenes of what operators are up to and how their journey has been and what they're thinking about next. So you are going to enjoy this interview with Gina. Welcome. I am here with Gina Shrek, and I reached out because 
we have encountered each other a few times, but have not gotten to like sit down and like have coffee and talk it out. So I said, Gina, can we hit record? <laughs> and, I know. And it's like, I feel about like your I've story. So, years. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad. So I yeah, I want to dive into, into all things Gina. My best friend's name is Gina, by the way. One of my best well, friends. Too fun. Yeah. So I love that name. It's kind of a unique, I don't know very many Gina's. I know there's not many, you know, back in the back, back in my day. <laughs> I think there were more. <laughs> oh my God. My 11 year old says that to me all the time. And it makes me insane. I'm like, I am not ancient history, young lady. <laughs> Back in your day, mom. I know. Back in the old days. Or the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me tell okay. you about dial up. I know. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to hear all about you. So you are outside of Denver. Can you talk about kind of where you are? And then I want to hear, like, where did you grow up and what was your little background before co-working and what was your co-working moment? How did, how did you get into co-working? Okay. Well, I'm just about the thing. Wait, San Jose State University. Yeah. And I, I went to school in Hawaii. I lived in, yeah. I mean, I'm just outside of Denver, just South, like 25 minutes South of downtown Denver in Centennial, Colorado, or the Denver Mm -hmm. Tech Center. And yeah, I grew up in California in the Bay Area and my whole family still lives there in Santa Clara, oh. San Jose. Okay. I then we but please come say hi next time you're here. You know I'm like I know just close right to the there. airport. I can see the planes take off from my yeah. backyard. My, okay. my mom is five minutes from the San Jose airport. That's and crazy. my sister. And my okay. sister my sister's been a realtor there in that area forever and now is doing building out some land in Yosemite area. But we moved to Hawaii when I was in junior high. I went to junior high and high school in Hawaii because wow. my stepdad was in the military. Okay. I, my interesting fact is I took a boat to school every day across Pearl Harbor. That's um, wild. That's yeah, a really that's, interesting fact. That is a cool wow. fact. And then I moved okay. um, back to California and went to college there and then moved to Denver in 88 and have lived in Denver ever since. Okay. Followed a man out here and have lived out here ever since. And I love it in Denver until about December, January, February, I get whiny and I need warm weather. And so I usually have to go somewhere for, we bought a house in Arizona and thinking, oh, we'll do the snowboard, snowboard thing. But yeah, we were too busy opening the space that we ended up selling the house last year because we go, oh no, we're there. Oh my gosh. But, okay, but um, the good thing about Denver, you know, I spent 15 years oh, in Chicago and winter there is like brutal, at least in Denver, like it's sunny 300 days a year and sometimes is. the snow will melt and come back. And, and that's what I love about it. And I, I do love the fact that we get to ski and you do have the seasons. It just sometimes it's too cold. I owned okay. a marketing agency for 26 years and I belong to the National Speakers Association. I was the president of the National Speakers Association, did all the speaker girl thing traveled a ton speaking. We had a team of 12 people. So at that time we were looking for office spaces and we kept going in places, looking for offices we didn't like. And I went to speak at an event in Indianapolis and the event was held in this space. I didn't know it was a co-working space. It was called Developer Town and it was the coolest place. They had bought this giant warehouse and had put tiny houses in it. And wow. each house was, I, it really was bro working. Because okay. it was all guys and it yeah. was, you had an app developer, you had a web okay. developer, you had an SEO, but they were riding bikes up and down the little streets. It was so cute. I came back and I told my husband, oh my gosh, 
I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a warehouse and I'm going to put it in and we're going to do marketing and websites and graphic oh, design, I all see. the things. Mm-hmm. And he's looked at me he's like, wait, you're going to buy a warehouse? What? <laughs> and I kind of put it on the back burner. But every time we were looking for office space, I would think, oh, it'd be cool. You were to stuck. I just want to do this myself. <laughs> yeah. And then we just, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to call a broker and I'm going to talk to a broker and just see. And I said, okay, maybe I don't want a warehouse space in an area that's kind of sketchy. I wanted yeah. it to be safe. I wanted it to be female focused because our team was all women. And I kept thinking, okay, we work late at night. I want to go out somewhere safe. I wanted it to be easy access, free parking, no downtown. So little by little, I was kind of identifying the target market, which was us. And we ended up finding a space. And actually, I'm trying, I'm a huge podcast junkie. And I can remember I was going, there's got to be a podcast about <laughs> co-working. And I found your podcast probably 2018. And I binge listened to every Uh-oh. single episode. And then <laughs> I listened to them again. And I kept thinking, okay, I feel ready enough to look for a space. <laughs> um, I hired Mara Hauser because you said that's what we should do. I hired Ruben Lau for SEO because that's what you said we should do. And truly to this day, when people say, how did you survive the pandemic? I really do. I attribute it to those things of going, the things you said, even things like make sure your hallways aren't too big, eight foot hallways, people, you know, like little tips like that. I look and go, I walk in co-working spaces that have gone under in the last year and I go, oh, I can tell you why. So I, I learned a lot and I'm so grateful to you and the podcast. And we opened our space March 2nd, 2020. Oh my God. I know. But I really feel like we got to hunker down and build the community. And that was what we just felt like we're here to love on people. Like, I feel like we are here to make sure people feel like they belong. And then we happen to have offices and we have 30 offices. We only have 11,000 square feet here. We're getting ready to expand another 10,000 here. And I'm trying to get another location but it's 28,000 square feet. And that Ooh. one scares me. I Are know. you ready for that? That's big. No, but I okay. wasn't ready for this either. So <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, right. are we ever supposed to be ready? No, yeah, I don't exactly. know. That one, nope. that one I'm, I'm leery, but it has a restaurant as part of it, a big cafe. But are you going to run the restaurant? No, I would lease that out. Okay. Lease it out. Got it. Yeah. And have we you started, met? We, we do work and wellness. So we have workspace yep. and then we have, therapists and we have, you know, estheticians and massage therapy as the wellness side. Hi, this is Josh Freed, CEO of Proximity. When we started Proximity, we did it for one reason. We didn't like how hard it was to run our co-working spaces. At first, we tried testing different space management software on the market. And look, we found that we had to use multiple software solutions. Then we spent way too much time trying to sync them all together. And then we spent even more time training our staff and worse yet, our members on how to use this overcomplicated solution. We ended up going circles attempting to manage our software instead of letting software do what it's supposed to, which is help run our business. Our members were frustrated. We were frustrated. We just didn't think it should be so hard to operate a co-working space. So we built our own solution to make co-working spaces easier to manage, all packaged up in one easy-to-use platform. 
refined by feedback from hundreds of co-working spaces over the last five years proximity software is simple for operators and best of all members and it is backed by our award-winning us-based customer support team it's time to stop settling for overcomplicated software get software that was actually purpose-built for co-working by co-working space operators see for yourself our team is available to chat with everything co-working podcast listeners, and you can schedule your call today at proximity.space forward slash Jamie. Yeah. And fitness, like here we have a, a 2000 square foot fitness center with showers and, and people actually use it. We have a personal trainer that comes twice okay. a week with people and hold yoga classes in there. So yeah, there's just aspects that I keep going. I mean, it's all, I really feel like a selfish endeavor because I just go, what do I want in a workspace? <laughs> and, then, and it's been amazing. Well, and you need enough space to deliver all of that. Yeah. So you're and doing that. It might be a little big, but I'm, we're, we're still on meeting. But it with has the restaurant in it. Wait, side note. Have you met Jen Temke in Golden? Oh, no, I haven't met her yet. You two would her. like fall in love with each other. I, have I know. To I need to go meet her. Because yeah. she has a coffee shop, but I think she she's the one with the out. coffee shop. And then she's opening with a food hall adjacent to co-working. She is just lovely. Um, I need to I'm, go. I mean, I'm I making a little note. You two should totally hang out. You'd have to maybe yeah. go out to Golden, but. Yeah, this um, is like 45 minutes. Not too bad. We are here, but yeah. it's not bad. Yeah, it's been such a fun journey. And, you know, I work with my two daughters. So that was another thing of my daughters. have. So does Jen. You, I, you two yeah. have to connect. Okay. Wow. They both girls worked with me in my marketing agency. Okay. And then my youngest daughter, who's 26, she got re- recruited away by VMware, a big tech company yeah. who could pay her way more than I could than ever you pay can. her. I know. So Wait, I, did I she said, live out here? Did she, did, or is that, are they no, in she's Colorado? Here. She's, okay. she's, yeah, she's here in Colorado. She works on a virtual team. So she comes in here and works occasionally but my older daughter who's 31 she works here with me she really runs this one okay and it's been really fun okay so tell me about the marketing agency i'm just sort of curious about that cuz you've since sold it um what did it focus it on it last yeah year. just and also i'm curious um, we- do you think marketing is i mean really i know this is a business about community and people but it's also about customer acquisition and attracting True. those people and sort of, do you feel like your marketing background was an advantage once you Oh my gosh. It's why we filled our space. It's okay. like, that's how we filled it. We, okay. we didn't even start paying for marketing, Google ads or anything until we had been open maybe a year and a half, like, which really is reverse because we, we should have filled it that, but we, we were able to do all the things and we filled it with a lot of marketing. And I would say marketing being event marketing, because we became an event marketing. We Ah, did a lot of events, brought in people. I networked into some of the groups that I wanted in here. And I did a trade where they could hold their board meetings in here. And then I would be at their events and be a sponsor. And yeah, and I think that really helped. The social media, I always say social media is about staying in touch with your community that you already have. But customer acquisition was through our Google My Business which yep. used to be Google profile, um, you know, so those type of things, knowing the difference and we would run our own, you know, marketing the first year and a half. And then I was like, you know, now our social media is more about showcasing the events we do here just so people can, oh, there's a holiday fair coming up next week. And they can I was going to say, I'm on just on your website and I see yeah. your, uh, yep. 
And so it, we it do looks a lot super... of events, a lot. Well, and I can tell, I always say events are tricky because they're not for everyone. And I can tell by your energy that you probably love like I love doing event. that and hosting and being yeah. a part of that. So. But it's a ton of work. And even yeah. this past Saturday, I was here till 11 o'clock because we had a big fundraiser for a nonprofit that I'm involved in. And they had their event here and it's exhausting, but yeah. I love it so much that yeah. I keep, and you know, I keep saying, and Craig, we were laughing at a lot of the other spaces around here. Don't do a lot of events. And they're like, you're crazy spending so much time on the events, but yeah. a lot of them are, we do weekly lunch and learns and some of them, we do them, you know, I'll do a class on Google, my business and Taylor did one on customer journey. My other daughter did one on Canva, how to use Canva. Love and it's it. just, our goal is helping the businesses in here grow. So they need more offices. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, and that's natural for you with your background. So what was yeah. the focus of your marketing agency? Um, so the first, interesting, before social media, see, back in the day, before there was internet, yes. when we used to go to Kinko's and make copies and brochures, we worked in the cable industry, which was interesting. It was one of our very yeah. first customers. We worked with every single cable company out there, and we helped their marketing and sales teams prepare for the competitor, which was Satellite Dish. So oh before God, Satellite, when it first so came funny. on the scene, we went and did the training and worked with them on putting materials together and had a mystery shop and did all of those things in that area. And then I worked, then we kind of took on a lot of hotel um, chains. And one of them was the Hyatt Regency and the Park Hyatt. And we were working with them because there was this new thing coming on the scene, social media. And it was brand new. And here's what you have to do. And it's you're, you're going to need to. And they came up and said, oh, our marketing teams just aren't tech savvy. Can you do it for us? And I'm always the person that says, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and I would leave going, oh, my gosh, how are we going to manage the social media for these hotels? Well, then I ended up hiring people that we built a team that we did it for them. And we would monitor, you know, 24 hours a day at the hotels, customer service and Twitter. Yep. People I was going to say that for crazy. big brands is a whole different ball game because there's so game. much more like activity and write right. customer comments and things. To... So we had a blogging team that wrote blog content. I did a lot of our blogging and then, you know, we would do lots of video and we started a podcast. So it was one of those things we just knew. And being in marketing, I had to be on all these channels. I was putting yeah. out tons of content as the Gina Shrek brand. Yeah. And then okay. we also had the Social Connects brand, which we rebranded re mm. and became very social focused and did digital marketing. Uh, we had an advertising person that did all the ads for companies. So it was one of those, it was a small agency, but it was, we managed a lot of big brands and their things. And then it just became one of those things that was overwhelming when I was thinking of opening a co-working space. I thought, I don't know that I can do both. And I had a guy for three years that kept approaching me wanting to buy our company because he owned a web and SEO company. Okay. So he wanted so to. He wanted to consolidate and yeah. bring that into his business. And so basically he just bought our clients, the book of business yep. and our team. And I was like, yes. And thank you. <laughs> do you miss it? Do you, I mean, do you ever know? Not a day, not a day. Like, I love this so much. I love like. Today, I was just interviewing another person that we're bringing on. And I told her, I said, it's like you're running a, a bed and breakfast. So every day you're greeting, like you might think, oh, I have to get the newsletter out. 
and somebody comes up to you and wants to just tell you about their day and you're thinking they're interrupting you, but you have to remember that is your job. Right. Listening to them, celebrating with them, ringing the champagne bell if they just landed a client or just getting up and hugging someone because you can tell that they have tears in their eyes and something bad happened. Yeah. That's your job. And then the newsletter can get out whenever. Yeah. And it's still got to get out. You still got to figure but it it's out. It's like that's secondary, <laughs> secondary, even though you think that that's your number one task. And yeah. I love that part so much. I mean, it's just so rewarding. And I see people all the time saying, this business saved my life. Like this mm. co-working space saved me during the pandemic where yeah. I just had somebody that I could come in and talk about being afraid and talk about, you know, what my business is doing. And yeah, it's really cool. And last week I saw really cool. It was kind of like, it's a wonderful life. We had one member who was falling behind in her rent and the rest of the group came together and they all paid her rent through the first of the year. Oh my gosh. They were like, she's just going through a rough patch and we're going to help her. And I was just like, this place. Wow. That's what it's all about. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to jump in really quickly before we continue with our discussion. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to invite you to join me for my free masterclass, three behind the scenes secrets to opening a co-working space. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to share the three decisions that I've seen successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. The masterclass is totally free. It's about an hour and include some Q&A. If you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. If you already have a co-working space, I want to make sure you know about Community Manager University. Community Manager University is a training and development platform for community managers, and it can be for owner operators. It has content training, resources, templates from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role from community management, operations, sales and marketing, finance, and leadership. The content is laid out in a graduated learning path so the community manager can identify what content is most relevant to them depending on their experience and kind of jump in from there. We provide a live brand new training every single month for the community manager group. We also host a live Q&A call every single month so that the community managers can work through any challenges that they're having or opportunities, get ideas from other community managers, build their own peer network. We also have a private Slack group for the group. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager. Okay, a little sidetrack, but podcasts. You had a marketing podcast, which you now use for your coworking business. And I love we're doing a how I did this session. And I didn't even know there's so many people who podcast like in co-working and then others who are curious about it. So yeah, tell us a little bit about it. And we do a podcast. We do a podcast class every quarter, how to get your podcast started from A to Z in two weeks. You're going to have a podcast in two weeks. And we walk through all the steps and we have all the equipment here. We have a podcast and video studio that I'm in right now. And I've had it because I used to do a weekly podcast and it was, it's called the, it used to be called the journey with Gina. And it was all about the journey of entrepreneurship. Okay. And then we talked about marketing, how to build your business and use marketing. And it was great because you get to interview people who you may never get to be in front of, 
And so people will say yes to being on your podcast. Mm -hmm. And so it was a great marketing tool. And I had written, a, I had worked on the Idiot's Guide to Social Media book. And then I wrote a book called wow. Social Media Doesn't Work Unless You Do. And so as I was promoting the book and speaking, I would get people to be on the podcast and talk about their marketing. Well, then in co-working, I started saying, okay, I don't want it to just be focused on marketing anymore. So we tweaked it and Taylor joined me as my co-host. And then fun. we bring in a guest and it's okay. so much more fun. Because now it's not so serious. It's like we do a fun, we do segments. And now it's the journey with Gina and Taylor. Wait, is Taylor your daughter? Um, yeah, it's my daughter. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so we interview either people in here or we interviewed our mailman. He's- Oh my gosh. He That's comes hilarious. in every day and he had amazing eyebrows. And we were like, okay, Christian, tell us about your eyebrows. How do you get your eyebrows like that? And so he told us his eyebrow secrets and we go- you are so fun. And he's always listening to podcasts as he's oh doing my. his mail route. So we talked about that. And I said, would you be on our podcast? Because who interviews their mailman? <laughs> so yeah, no I, that is so funny. I love it. We have the woman who comes in and does cakes for us and stuff. Bake. She has a bakery yeah. in town. And so we said, we want to interview all the local businesses who support our mm -hmm. business. And so it's been so fun. And okay, I, just I, have love two, it. I have two follow-up questions to that. One is, how does it function as a marketing tool? Like, is it sort of like social where it's for your members or is there like an ROI? Like, does it attract new customers? It does attract new customers. Okay. And I think this is true in any business that's doing a podcast. You think of who's my ideal customer. Yeah. Ask them if they, if you could interview them and learn how they started their business. And guess what? Tell them that you're doing the interview in your podcast studio and they come in. We now sell podcast memberships to people who not, they're not even in our co-working space, yep. they buy a membership for $120 a month and they get up to 10 hours a month usage. If they don't use the hours, they don't roll over, but they just get to use it. Yep. Um, they have to go online and schedule it, but it's still- I would love that, by the way. One of those things, yeah, that it's like- it And your fabulous background. Like yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, we have like on this side, there's a black velvet curtain with gold frames that okay. hang down. And then we've got, yeah. So it's like, so we, we have set up a lot of Instagram, uh, Instagrammable yep. places yep. and spots. But I just think as a podcaster, I love learning about other businesses in our world. Like we've interviewed our mayor, we've interviewed, and she now works out of here. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can approach people that might be untouchable in your mind and mm -hmm. ask them if you could hear their origin stories and interview them for their knowledge. Yep. And they just learn about you. And then they're telling other people to listen to your podcast and it's drawing a bigger crowd. You still okay. have to market your podcast, you yes. know, but yes, <laughs> you have content to market. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So then my follow-up question, which you started to answer was Craig, you know, issued his summary from yes. your meeting. I wanted to argue with money. Yeah. I wanted to argue with some of it. Right. So the podcast, he was like, doesn't make any money. Yeah. And that What's actually your... was written wrong. That okay. that was not our discussion in that Frank. meeting was podcast equipment. It wasn't that podcasting mm -hmm. studios necessarily, because Craig has a couple good podcasting studios. One okay. of his is in a in one of his co-working spaces that nobody uses, he said. But I definitely think that's his location is unique, that yeah. one. I, but we talked about how many of us have purchased you know, how many ring lights do you need? How many yeah. backdrops do you really need? Right. I mean, we have every adapter uh, dongle, Okay. you know, and we talked about how much equipment we've wasted money on mm, because okay. we have the podcast studio. But I think the podcast studio, you have to work to sell it. 
as to your members, which means yep. you have to teach people how to do it. Yes. So that's where we figure the yep. classes are important. Yep. And then to outsiders, that's where the revenue comes from yep. is getting outside people to come in. And number one, they come in bringing guests. They come in here to do regular podcasts. Their guests have never seen a co-working space. Right. So we have one woman, she works with people, moms in hospitals who have postpartum. So she brings in all these experts and we had a group come in here with her and they're like, wait, what is this place? We can hold meetings here. And now they hold their regular board meetings here. I love that. So okay. You, you yep. have to use it as a tool. And you have to be intentional about it. And I think yeah. some people sort of build it and it sits and yeah, like lots of things. Yeah. What's the hourly rate for your podcast studio? Uh, we were charging $60 an hour and people were paying it. And then we realized, okay, there's other podcast studios around that are less money and we weren't seeing as much booking, you know, have as many bookings yeah. as we like. So we lowered the price to $25 an hour or $120 for 10 For hours. the membership. Yeah. So I think that that actually really matters because, I mean, you probably feel the same way. It's it's like, I mean, I ha mine is definitely a marketing tool, but... I have a lot of costs already to producing it. And so if right. I don't need to, I would like a studio with beautiful backdrops, 60 bucks an hour would be a little bit of a like hurdle. I'd be like, right. you know, yeah. but yeah, right. Yeah. The 25, I'd buy the membership all day long all and day then long. done. I'll yeah. tell you another way. It's a marketing tool. It's kind of like having a fitness center in your space. Very few people use the fitness center, but when everybody tours, they're like, wow, I love it. Cool right. fitness center. Same yeah. thing with the media room. People are always blown away because we have a stage. We have a lot of uh, professional speakers who come in and use the space because that's my network. So they'll come in and go, oh my gosh, I could do all my virtual training videos here. And uh, so exactly, they come in right. and they're wowed by the fact that we have all the stuff. The they may yep. not use it, but it's still, so I look at that and go, there's your marketing dollars yep. as well. If you look at it and say, I'm making money from it by them coming in and doing other things. The even perceived if they don't value, sort of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. But, okay. So what types of companies are in your space? It's interesting. We have a big association here. They have six offices and, oh, wow. and half of their employees work from home. And then only if uh, there's a few of them, I think it's less than half that work in here every day. So we have a big association, so obesity medicine association. So they, their clients are doctors. There's an association who work in the for there's an association for everything. They're in here. We have Metro Pool. So they're a pool service company. We have two different offices with two different types of attorneys. We have two financial like asset management companies. Okay. We have a couple mm -hmm. speakers, a couple coaches, but the bigger, the larger businesses are service. Like we have a roofing company here, huh. um, some blue collar-ish, and then we yeah. have two estheticians. And three, and they therapists. see clients there. Is that right? They bring clients here. Yeah. Okay. So it's been interesting to see the variety because at first we thought our target market would be younger, maybe 30s, which if you go downtown, you know, your avatar is younger. They're yeah. younger down there. Yeah. I kept thinking, I'm, this was my daughters and I when we were opening. I said, I think we're going to attract my age because we're in the suburbs. Yeah. We're going to attract the moms who are busy, who drive. We don't need a bus route, train right. route. Nope. They're going to yeah. be coming in. They've got soccer practice to get to right. after, you know. Right. Yep. And that really has been. We're seeing a much older person in here than we ever thought, which I love because they've got the money to pay for rental. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we've had people in here since 
day one. I mean, we're coming up this March will be three years and probably five of our offices are the same people. And then the rest came in that first year and we've been full for about, we've been completely full with a wait list for about six months. So you're recovered from totally like yeah. we have a VIP wait list. And what that means is you can come in here and work at our hot desks until an office opens. opens yep. And, and they get priority when an office opens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and real estate. We have two big realtor groups that have eight people in a bullpen style office and another one that has a coaching real estate group. So yeah, it's a good variety, which I like because yeah, when an economy hits one sector, you may lose that sector. So, you know, the variety I think helps strengthen and then they all work. They all do business with each other, which I love too. I love that too. I know that's like a really diverse membership. Yeah. It's really cool. The realtors are using the roofing and the pool people and they're you know, using the attorneys here who do business law. So it's super cool to see the community kind of come together. And, but again, I think the events are what people connect over the events and they meet each other. This in 2023, we already have our theme. It's the adventures and friendship. And we're going to do a skydiving event where we go get a group of us together to go skydiving. And we're going to do a kayaking thing here at Cherry Creek Reservoir we're going to do some hiking trips. So I just feel like adventure type yeah. things bond people in totally. deeper relationships. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so we're lining up all those type of events for 2023. I love that. We don't talk yeah. about that very much, like offsite type things, probably because a lot of communities can't get their people to do it. What do you think right. it is about your community that makes them open I to think it? It's the friendships that I see forming. And I just think, okay, how do you deepen? Yeah. I mean, I've been just fascinated by the whole concept of friends at work and the value to your mental health and really looking at the wellness. Taylor went and got certified. My daughter got certified to become a well certified. You pay $300 and go through this course on well certification. And the architect we hired for the build out is well certified. And one of the things we kept talking about is you know, it's friendships, it's eating together, it's bringing those type of events together. And I just started saying, how do you take that further? How do you deepen any relationship? Mm -hmm. It's doing things that um, you have to be vulnerable and going a little deeper than just Mm -hmm. surface level at a class or at a networking event. So we said, let's start doing some of that, that type of event and see what happens. And people like, they're so excited. People are so excited. A lot of them are going, I'm not going to skydive, but I'll come and cheer. And that said, would well, be me. A, we need a ground crew. <laughs> right? I've, I've done this twice with women's I'll bring the snacks. Take them skydiving. And we say, <laughs> you're going to set the table. And we're going to have champagne and snacks for the celebration after. And you're going to be our photographers. And yeah, and it's just people, they hmm. just, you know, the friendships go deeper. So I love it. Interesting. Yeah. So I was, I told you, I was just interviewing Peter Chi and he just sent, spent a couple months flying and driving across the country. And so he went to tons of different co-working spaces and he said, you know, it's just very interesting where you go into some and there's some sort of like secret sauce. And I feel like you've, you have it because it's a unique community. You know, I run a community manager university. And so we have lots of community managers talking about, it can be really hard to get the right mix of people and it's then what so you true and I, and I when we do a tour people will come out of their office and go oh my gosh are you thinking of working here oh this my god amazing I mean place ever and I'm going <laughs> I did not pay them to say that <laughs> you're like I but will just step aside and just, see what, yeah 
they're so bought into it that I said, if we weren't here one day, they could run this, like yeah. they know and take care of each other. And they could, they could do a tour and close the sale. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really interesting. Yeah. I feel like this, this might be your next uh, speaking topic. I know, you know, another thing is I'm older and I keep saying at 55, I decided to do this. And so I said, I'm also on this mission to help people realize you still have so much in you to give to do. Yep. and contribute and build yep. community and creativity and, and right. You building have all things. this experience yeah. and wisdom. Yeah. It's like, all right, now yep. it's time to help build other people's businesses. I work in the women's prison here and I go in there and we do a leadership program in there. But now what's happening is three of them have recently gotten out and I'm working with them on a business idea they had that they wanted to start. And I said, ah, oh, there's another idea of <laughs> helping these people start business. I want to do a shark tank for these people who are coming out of prisons. And there's another organization here that we pull into this prison reform thing that we're working on. And we're pulling them in and they they go into prisons and do programs on entrepreneurship. And so I said, we want to be that transition to help them connect with coaching and help get a website going, get their marketing. So to me, when you start reaching out to the community like that, you start seeing that, okay, our community is more than just the people who rent an office. Yeah. How do we help this community go out and connect to the community out there too? So there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work to do. Well, and I think, I think it takes, you know, to your point about, you know, being at a certain life stage, it can take life experience to be able to connect those dots. You're connecting right. a lot of dots and the yeah. confidence to like experiment and let's see if this works. And yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It's like every job you've ever had prepares you for that moment that you're doing the next thing. one, but then you're learning things. So I look and go, oh, I'm connecting customer journey things from the job I had before. You know, so it's always like, I just feel like you're giving, you have so much more to give back the older you get. And I just think that, message has to get out there, especially to women who think, you know, at 50, I'm washed up, I'm done. It's like, oh girl, <laughs> you are just not, getting started. Not, like, right? <laughs> let's talk about what 60 you still have to do. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, okay. Maybe you have a couple of speaking topics. Um, it's <laughs> like, I just think community friendship, I do yeah. feel like there's just something in that, that I see, I see it transform people that never have had a friend at work or they're solopreneurs. And they've never really thought about, oh, I need a friend. And yeah. as you get older, I'm starting a podcast, another podcast with my husband. And we're calling it called Finding Fred and Ethel because he and I started taking pickleball classes. Oh, and we're realizing we don't have friends outside of like, we have four kids. So our kids are now married. They're our friends. Wow. But I go, as you get older, you've got to have friends. And so I go at work, I have friends now that we could do stuff. And I, I just told him, I said, it's interesting how older couples say they don't have friends. So mm -hmm. the friendship thing, I think has a lot of different yep. arms to it. Yeah, I know. Why not start another one? What else? Okay, is that's hilarious. I, so yeah, I think wait, you said, I can't remember if it was before we hit record or not, that you could be like a professional podcaster. I do think that's unique. And I have the same problem. I want to start. I have ideas for podcasts all the time that are right all not like work related. They but are. Yeah. yeah. And I have I to literally like, have control, so like, many stop. ideas. <laughs> Yeah. I have one woman who works in here when she was released from prison, she was looking for a job. Somebody here was hiring in our workspace. And I said, here's her story. Here's where she's coming from. Here's, and she 
the transition when you get out of prison is really so hard. hard. Like yeah. Some of them have never, have never held a cell phone in their hands. Yeah. So I was talking to her and she said, I'd love to start a podcast. And I go, that's a perfect pod. So I usually come up with tons of podcast ideas, <laughs> but I love it so much because you get to be curious and learn from people. Wait, who does your editing for your podcast? Taylor, my daughter. He does. Yeah. yeah. You know what? So my daughter's only 11 and actually yeah. I have, I ne- think she now. could learn it. And I've <laughs> thought of it because I was like, well, if I didn't have to pay for all of my editing, no. that's kind of the limiting factor and the show notes. Blah. Do you do show yeah, notes? Taylor, Taylor did a lot of our podcast editing and video editing for clients when we had our agency. So she is tech savvy, which is another benefit. To, see, I should have had 10 children because I could have <laughs> had a lot more of them employed because Taylor does all Four seems like enough to me. I mean, I mean, my son, I have one son who's an electrician. He did all the uh, electric, uh, he did all the build out electric work here. My oldest son lives in the Bay Area. He worked for Oracle oh. for years and then started his own audio production. He does commercials and video music videos he's there in the bay area in oakland and he came out here and helped us set up all the equipment for the podcast so see you got to get all the kids i doing love it too. yeah <laughs> okay let's talk about the expansion the next space what are you thinking what's driving the expansion oh. what are, yeah what's and you know i went to the gwa conference and i have to say mm-hmm. i left so inspired i loved it so much number one it was so cool to hear other people talking about how many locations they had, how hard it was or how easy it is now and how, and what I always have to hear, okay, other people are doing this. So, you know, it's possible. So when you feel like something's impossible in your business, you always go, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Other people in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, it's doable. Yeah. It's just going to be hard and I can do hard things. And so it was great to hear because I feel like the hardest thing is going from your first space to your second space. Because you still don't have enough credibility to get, and I I don't know, I've had somebody want to be an investment group, but they immediately started telling me how they did, they wanted it to be less female focused, less event driven, less. And I was just like, oh yeah, you're not my people. Right. So you have to find the right people who believe in what you're doing. And I, I mean, when I say female, don't get out of your way. (laughs) It's like we have, we probably have 40% men in here. Okay. But we have, Nap rooms with velvet lounge chairs. Our yep. bathrooms have chandeliers and speakers in the bathrooms. And you yep. know, to me, that's female focused yep. because that's what I want. Yeah. So it's not like we're girly pink. Mm-hmm. It's just yep. that it's, we focus on female entrepreneurs and the guys love it here. And so I don't know that investment, I don't know. I, I'm feeling like I'm stuck in this place of if I take a loan to do this build out, that's a you know, huge undertaking. Yeah. Then I'm paying a loan payment and, you know, $70,000, you know, rent payments. Yep. And then I, last week I was, why, why don't I look at getting an SBA loan and buying this building yep. that I'm in? And so I'm just in that stage of needing that financial yeah. piece. And my husband is very business savvy. He helped start Home Advisor, which is now Angie's List. But he oh. also is the logic brain that says, at our age, aren't we ready to slow down? Yeah. And and I have to not take to too him. many risks, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly he's like, we're not at a stage where we should be taking on this. And I'm saying, let me find out how I can reduce the risk. Let yeah. me get all the data needed. Then I come to him and go, okay, here's what's I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. I'm doing this, doing this, doing this. But 
he would be a great financial advisor if he wasn't married to me. <laughs> the spouse support is tricky. Totally. It's, it's um, really interesting. Yeah. I've learned you have to go to different people at different stages of your ideas and your spouse may be the one you go to. Maybe after not first. Data. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have oh, to my husband's the same way. All the cheerleaders first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought GWA was great to connect with people who can encourage and give you that. Here's what I've done. So, and that's why I love the group that we have here in Denver with our, you know, co-working alliance group that you just get the encouragement. And the next week I'm meeting with one of the guys who owns a a competitive brand right here. And he, you know, he and I are in the same city with one of our, one of his spaces, but he said, let's meet next week. And I'll, I'll share kind of what I've done in the um, getting investor side. So yeah, that's where I am. I I feel like this brand, what we've built is so magical and important. And I feel like, why wouldn't I want Do to expand? But then yeah. I go, okay, this is a huge hurdle to jump. But so you mentioned you were looking at space. Is it, how close is it to your first space? About 40 minutes. Well, no, it's probably like 30 minutes. It is West of Denver and okay. we are South of Denver. So yep. it's another suburb. Lakewood, Arvada. So it's it's going to hit another area that's similar to this. Um, there's not a lot of competition out there right now. There's office evolution. So, you know, I keep looking at that going, okay, there's not a lot of competition. Is there a reason? But I did talk to Craig Bowdy who runs, he can run these reports and show you the, yep. the numbers. And he's like, it would be, it would work. It would be great. He goes, that's a big, that's a big space, but it, it could work. I think the wellness side is where I think splitting at work and wellness is why I think it could, yeah, I could yeah. go that bigger size because yep. we could do, you know, nails, hair. You could do more of it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Chiropractor. Yeah. Which I think is just becoming more and more on trend because people want yeah. like that quality of life. And speaking of pickleball, the podcast, you'll laugh, the interview that G- that is live today on the other podcast with Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> this woman is a writer for CoStar and she was talking about how companies are starting to put in pickleball courts as amenities because we've people- talked about it here. I said, you know what? Yeah. We have a space out back. We might be able to do a pickleball. I said, give me a couple more lessons. I've only done one lesson. <laughs> I go, we're going to get pickleball goalie going here next spring. Which could be super fun for a community. Oh I've never played. So, um, it's, yeah. you know what I love for people my age? I love the fact that there's not a ton of running. It's active, but it's not, you don't have to be super athletic to get into it. Yeah. And the courts are small that, yeah, I think it's one of those things you see a lot of 40, 50, 60 year olds. Mm-hmm. Our instructor was 77. That's hilarious. As wow. a fiddle. <laughs> and he was amazing. I was like, my husband goes, I'm inspired. <laughs> I could do this for a long time. My husband's been in martial arts forever. Okay. So he does Muay Thai and oh. he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he was just doing Krav Maga. So he does like intense athletics. I'm like, I want something he and I can do together. Do together, totally. So I said, pickleball could be it. If we're going to find totally. Fred and Ethel, we've got to be doing some active activities with them. You, that's hilarious. Right. Well, right. And something to do in your well, pickleball's outside. You wouldn't put it inside, right? Well, no. In right, the classes that we're doing are inside, inside. on okay. an indoor tennis court. Okay. Well, it's not an indoor tennis court. It's on an indoor basketball court. And they okay. put the nets the other direction and they made three pickleball courts in the uh, basketball gym. Okay. 
Okay. Well, so it could be go. indoor or outdoor. So, right. Your 28,000 square feet might. Mm, we might be able to fit one in there. <laughs> you might. Okay. Well, yeah, we're running out of time. Very so, fun. Yeah. Okay. This was great. I feel like mm-hmm. I could continue our coffee date. Maybe we could switch so next time. We'll have wine. Exactly. And next time, yeah, next time I'm you're in Denver or I'm in California, I'll definitely totally. And you know what? My in-laws live in um Highlands Ranch. Did I have I mentioned oh, what? that? What? Yeah. That we means- have a not so my husband's parents and his sister and her husband and three kids. That's we were there last cool. year for Thanksgiving. We have not been since. And so he's gonna go for a business trip. I was hoping we were gonna go around Thanksgiving time again. We are not, yeah, but with the next time we come. Yeah, uh, Highlands Ranch is like, I go through Highlands Ranch. I live in Castle Rock, which is south of Highlands Ranch. So super close. close. For sure. And I can't believe, I feel like I've Googled, maybe I'm just not looking quite far enough. I always look when I'm there, co-working near me, CrossFit near me, because there's no CrossFit over there either. (laughs) Actually, there. see, there is a CrossFit gym right in Castle Rock where I live. And there's one in Highlands Ranch now. Is it? Maybe it's because I haven't been there in a while. And yeah, it was still like, I think, Last November was still a little like Omicron, all the things I know. So yeah, I know. Wait, what about Highlands Ranch for co-working? I've actually thought about that because there's not a lot. There's, you know, there's the office evolution and those kind of things there, which always tells you, oh, there's a market. So so. we serve Highlands Ranch. A lot of people from Highlands Highlands Ranch work here at Centennial. We we pulled from like Parker, Highlands Ranch, um, Castle Rock even. So that's, that's like 15 minutes from here. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. I, know. I look forward to following your journey, know. Gina, and having Thank a glass of wine when I'm in town. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> or vice versa. Yes, Thank vice you. versa as well. Well, thank yeah. you so much. This has been an honor. So fun to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I look forward to the next one. Me too. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.